0: Hello, everybody. Welcome in to Tricks and Picks, the the 10th episode of Tricks and Picks. Um, First time guest is here, Andy Hopper. Andy, how are you doing today?
1: I'm good. I'm great, Nick. Thank you so much for having me. Double digits. Congratulations to you. Yes, thank you. Thanks for coming Uh, on. Yeah, this is what, the sixth Review and preview show I think I've been a guest on. I, I like to call myself Review and Previews sixth man off the bench uh, so I I'm, I'm, I'm here I'm loving it I'm, I'm ready to talk some sports and thanks again for having me man
0: okay cool um well so you're a bears fan um and a bush light fan is that bush light
1: that is the nectar of the gods my friend I'm a, a oh, huge right, fan right. I am a huge fan of the Chicago Bears so I'm coming to you now from Champaign Illinois so if anybody's not familiar with Illinois so I'm like central Illinois East Central Illinois like smack dab. Uh, in the middle, Champaign-Urbana is uh, the town that the University of Illinois is in. Uh, Go Illini, March Madness, uh, starts started tonight. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I'm a Bears fan. I'm a Bulls fan. Uh, I, I am a St. Louis Cardinals fan. Uh, that, that tends to rub some people the wrong way, uh, going half St. Louis, half Chicago. Um, but yeah.
0: St. Louis Blues fan, too?
1: No, i I'm technically a Hawks fan. Uh, see, I, I'm not huge into hockey. Like, I will no, no, no. watch it. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> uh, I'm not huge into hockey, but when I was in college uh, at Illinois State, my, like, all of my roommates were from Chicago, and that was, like, in the middle of the Blackhawks, you know, three championships. So... I definitely became a Blackhawks fan just because it was another excuse to uh, drink. <laughs> you know, I was 19, 20, 21 years old in college uh, with my roommates. So I, I'd consider myself a Hawks fan, even though they've been pretty abysmal for the past like three seasons. But
0: yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you saw this. Um, now, this obviously runs me the wrong way because I, I hate Tom Brady. Um, but, you know, he just he decided he's coming back. Tom Brady is coming back. And I never thought I could hate this guy any more than I already did. Um, other but. The fact that he just said, "I'm retiring," and then forty days later, which is the span of time of Lent, he basically gave up football for Lent, essentially, and then came back forty days later. Like, what's wrong with this guy? And and like, so many people are saying, like, well, you know, he hated being around his, you know, his kids and his wife all the time. But the thing is, how is it any different from any other off season?
1: Right. Uh, Yeah, I don't. I I don't know this. uh, The whole. You know, I, I said this a couple weeks ago to, to, to a couple buddies. It's just like his whole retirement just really felt unceremonious. It felt it, it didn't feel right. And, yeah, I know what you're talking about. As uh, I mean, I've got a two-year-old. I've got another kid on the way that will be here in like 60 days. Uh, so I I can speak to how annoying children can be. I, I understand that those the memes that you saw where it's uh, Tom Brady and it's like "fuck them kids" or it's like uh, Gis- <laughs> Giselle asked him to take out the garbage one time and he said, "Yeah, I'm done with this shit." Or like it took it took forty days and he was like, "No, I'm over it." Uh, I love the lint comparison, by the way. Love it. Grew up, went to Catholic school growing up. Uh, anyway, yeah, I just I can't say I'm shocked by this move. You know, he's. He's, what, 44, 43, and he threw 40-plus touchdown passes last year? Like, last season was not one that I felt like he was ready to walk away. Just looking at his body of work, looking at that team that they had in Tampa Bay, that championship window is still wide open, in my opinion. I know they already got one, um, but, yeah. I I can't say I'm surprised by this move, but it is a total Tom Brady— yeah, let's let's announce this on selection Sunday an hour after the bracket was announced. He knows he knows, really he knows how to steal some thunder. And that that's what proves <laughs> to me the NFL rules all as far as you know the news cycle goes. We saw it with the Aaron Rodgers contract a couple days ago. Any free agency move is pretty much goes to the forefront of Twitter, YouTube, social media, anything over uh, the sports that are in season right now and, and actually going on, but can't say I'm surprised by this Brady move. Going to be interested to see if this means we get an unretirement from Ali Marpet. Uh, has, does anybody know where Gronk is right now? Because uh, Tom, I'm sure, has him uh, on the phone. the The Bucks just traded for Shaq Mason, uh, who he had a previous relationship with uh, in New England to replace some of the holes they needed to fill on the offensive line. But I, I don't. I don't really know what's wrong with Brady. I think he's just he's a little addicted to winning. <laughs>
0: I think what happened was his wife really wanted him to retire, and then he gave in, and then just didn't want to do it anymore. That's probably what ended up happening. No, what, what probably happened was, and you usually don't see this from athletes. Most of the time, athletes don't just get up and walk away when they're still the best. That almost never happens. Uh, usually, they're like hobbling, like you, you look like Peyton Manning in his last year. Like he was terrible. Usually that's what happens, but this time he was one of the best. Maybe he had like the whole Seinfeld thing. He wanted to go out on top. That could have been it. Um, That's what I thought, at least at the time. But I will say I do think that the whole retirement almost felt kind of fake. Because like the way if you if you read his retirement statement, it seems like he wanted to keep the door open. He's like, for now, I'm going to be stepping away from football. It seemed like a weird thing. People kept talking about like. Like in sports media, where's Tom? Where would Tom Brady go if he comes out of retirement? Like, why are we assuming he's coming out of retirement? It was just a weird kind of thing. Like Andrew Luck retired when he was like thirty years old, and we were all just like, okay, he's done. Like he's not coming back. When nobody was talking about, oh, where's Andrew Luck going to go? Like the whole the whole thing just felt kind of fake, and the door was still open uh, with, with Brady. But. I, what I think probably happened was the Bucks probably told him, "All right, if you want to come back, come back now, because we have a bunch of guys to bring back, and the time to come back is just to come back." Well,
1: they're, they're not going to tell Tom Brady no. They're not. I mean, you're not going to yeah. tell the best quarterback of all time, I like that. Oh, hey, you know what? You go ahead. We're we're going to be good with Kyle Trask and fucking Blaine Gabbert. Uh, <laughs> that's just not. That's not what happened. Bruce Arian said it when he retired. That the door will always be open. They're not completely ruling it out. And I just, if anybody's watched Tom Brady for the past 20 years, I I, I don't think you should be shocked by this move. Um, I truly think that he went home. Uh, And, you know, I guess uh, a point you brought up earlier about it being the offseason, like what's different about this offseason than any other. Do, do you miss football that much in 40 days that you, that you got to change your mind I don't know he was just at the the Manchester United match he just saw Cristiano Ronaldo go for three goals who's you know he's 37 maybe that inspired him to get back out on the field you know watching that uh from the stands but you know what what Tom Brady and Andrew Lux retirements have in common they were both reported by Adam Schefter so uh assault um assault
0: (laughs) yeah yeah this didn't exactly help Adam Schefter very much I guess you can say um, but, but at least the Andrew Luck one, you know, he stayed retired and like, he's not coming back. Like it's, it seems like right now he's not coming back. Uh, but I, I know th- that was a crazy day, the day Andrew Luck retired. I saw a guy die in the casino that day. Um, I'm not making that up by the way. Wow. <laughs> Two crazy things in one day within like a matter of hours <laughs> on that day. It, no, I, I think with Brady, what, what I personally think is that it might've been like the psychological feeling of, Oh, I'm never going to play again. Not like I missed football for 40 days and I want to play football again. It was like, "Oh my god, I can't fathom the thought of never playing it never playing football again." It seems like that's what happened and he was on the top of his career. Like which is which is why like the retirement was only people thought he was going to retire only because he was old, not because he needed to retire. He, he really didn't need to retire. Uh no, it, 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 like if you're one of the best Without question, one of the five best quarterbacks in the league at the time, probably even better. I I mean, you don't need to retire. He was just old. He's just in an incredibly amazing health. And he might end up winning this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I know we were talking a lot about – people were talking a lot about – I don't know if you saw this. You probably did. There was a guy who bought Tom Brady's last last touchdown pass for $518,000. The next day, Brady comes back. Imagine being that guy—you paid five hundred thousand dollars for something that was now like worth ten bucks. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, good luck telling that.
1: I'd love to see the depreciation in value of that football to, since yesterday. But obviously, that was a cool moment. And then we saw Jalen Ramsey tweet uh, after after he decided to come back and said, "Oh, thank God, his last touchdown pass isn't." me being burnt uh anymore (laughs) but yeah i definitely i definitely saw that and there was the whole the whole thing with mike evans uh this season where he threw the the record-breaking ball into the stands they had to negotiate with that guy i I think he ended up getting like a bitcoin or something like that which (laughs) it's like that probably is not worth as much as that that ball might turn out to be anyway um yeah man this is this has been a crazy saga but it's it's the nfl and and no matter what time of the year, there always seems to be some sort of storyline where at in any part of the league that draws fans in and uh, keeps us keeps the itch going uh, for, the, for the season to start. It
0: goes to show you, though, like anything in football brings the fans in in a way that it just doesn't in other sports, including right. like um, including like um, the uh, like the hot stove in baseball in like January. It, it, it never reaches this level. Uh, like this level of excitement, this much interest as football is doing.
1: Yeah, because you have fucking report baseball reporters that are 90 years old that still think they should be playing like they were playing in, in the fucking 70s. That Well, guys like John Heyman that just don't know how to tweet. Uh, either. It's like, that's what the, the best part about football free agency. And I'll throw in NBA free agency as well is because you have guys on Twitter, like shams, you have Woj who's dropping Woj bombs in the NFL. You have Rappaport, you have Schefter, you have all of these guys that are, you are and especially in on Twitter. I mean, I'm on Twitter almost all the time, way, way too much. But <laughs> it's like, that's how I, I don't watch the news. I, I learn, I, I yeah, I, I scroll through Twitter. I, I don't watch ESPN unless there's a game on. I I mean I I don't know when the last time I watched an episode of SportsCenter was like actually sat down and watched an episode of SportsCenter. I'm getting as soon as these deals go through, even before pens to paper, fucking Schefter's tweeting it out. And uh, you know, if they've got the blue check mark by your by their name, we're supposed to trust them.
0: Although uh, they, they get things wrong a lot too. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> Absolutely. Adam Schefter's not always first either. Somebody else gets it before he does a lot of times.
1: Yeah, but no, it's, it's just the NFL, I mean, football's king. It's just simple as that,
0: is yeah. <laughs> No, no, baseball free agency is funny because it, the thing with baseball is that, like, you're right, most of the writers are, like, really old. So it's just basically, like, boomers trying to navigate social media, which is kind of the most entertaining part of the whole thing with, with baseball. Uh, but, but really, it's also because football is just so popular. Like everybody is saying, like, like it's just real obvious how popular football is, and just Aaron, where Aaron Rodgers goes draws this much this much attention. And Brady right. totally took the attention off the um off of Selection Sunday. I mean, for for as long as I followed sports, Selection Sunday was like the one thing on Selection Sunday. Like nothing else ever competed with it. And this one time. Brady just snatched it away from them seemingly intentionally <laughs> with uh, w- with him just announcing him coming back um, uh, you saw I don't, are you aware of uh, ball sack sports yeah <laughs> all right so I don't know if you saw this but um, this all ties into Brady um sports center got sacked no it's not because we're doing sports center is back now who would have thought it would have taken a text message from lebron james and a hat trick from cristiano ronaldo to convince him you know what a- <laughs> it, it, basically um let me see this yeah so it, basically what happened was ball Sack sports put out this thing that lebron texted him okay i did back. see this
1: tweet but i didn't see that i didn't see sports center fucking led with yes, that that is center hilarious Everybody-
0: it is unbelievable how this like for me, I am so social media savvy now, and you're probably like this too, where if I see something that is like news on Twitter, I first assume it's fake until it's proven to be true. Mm-hmm. Uh, like right. that that's well, what I think first. I think I'm like the- a report and I'm like, that's a fake account. And then I work in a little more like, oh, I know it's real. But I assume it's fake until I can prove that it's real.
1: Right. It's like you see one too many Adam Shafter tweets and uh, (laughs) your vision gets a little skewed. But the ball sack sports thing is so funny because they've gotten people like every time they put in something out, they are getting quotes and they're getting a reaction. That's absolutely what what the account is for. But it's just I can't believe somebody in their right mind can look at the at that says ball sack sports (laughs) and be like, oh, yeah, this is a real quote. Like the, thing <laughs> they, like the thing they did with Paul Pierce and where, like, where they do it with every fucking basketball player that played in the early two thousands or no, they did a fake Josh Smith quote, which was hilarious <laughs> that said, no, LeBron wouldn't have lasted in my era. Josh Smith was drafted like the year before
0: LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> People you believe, like, like what? Five years ago, Josh Smith. Like... Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, which in his prime, he was really nice. He was, he was good, but I mean, obviously he's not, LeBron level, Um, but it's just the things that you can get away with on Twitter now, if you just appear to be a tad bit professional, like you said, there are a lot of people like the two of us that would call themselves social media, social media savvy, doing the quote card like that with the picture of the two of them. It's exactly something that SportsCenter or Fox Sports or any of these big media outlets would put out. And so, yeah, this sports center gets sacked, dude. That's, that's yeah. hilarious. That hilarious.
0: <laughs> well, they also got Jerry Recco on WFAN. Um, the he does the updates. You probably know who you're not in New York, but uh, they, they got him. I know WFAN,
1: but I don't. I don't know Jerry, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, he did an update, and uh, the it was the Kevin. It was the Kevin Garnett one.
1: Oh yeah, about Lebron,
0: one and, and it was like in his update and everything.
1: <laughs> Sorry, it, how dumb are you guys?
0: It, it is. Just, it, it's. But like, like you said, I don't see how anybody can see ball sack sports. Like, it's bad enough it doesn't have a blue check, let alone the name Ballsack. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Reputable <laughs> media outlet, Ballsack sports. It's like,
0: I mean, fuck. Yeah, I,
1: I, just don't, <laughs> I, I just don't even know. I just don't even know. All
0: right. So, so I assume you already made a bracket. I did. You did. Um, are you a bracket polygamist or a bracket monogamist?
1: Uh, okay, so this year was the first time in probably 15 years that I've only done one bracket. I only did one uh, of classic pen-to-paper, official. Not I didn't even download the, the Tournament Challenge app. I was going to set up a thing for my podcast, but I decided I just literally was lazy, and I, I, I didn't set anything up for it. Um, I saw Tom asked me to be in the review and preview one, and I just saw it too late. Um, so I have one. I did it for work, uh, but yeah, this normally I'm a polygamist. Normally, give me all those brackets. I'm a, bl- a bracket. Slut. I, I, uh,
0: I'm a big believer in bracket monogamy. Okay, so you're big just believer. a one guy. All right.
1: Well, I'm. I actually I like it a lot that I did one this year, especially it was a classic. It was a, it's just a bracket pool for work, but I, you know, I wrote it out. I actually, I did, I felt like I did more research. I took, I took my time more than you do when you're just, you know, on your phone. You know, it's similar to gambling. Like, I don't really going, take my time. You're going through your app. You just go, yeah, I, well, this one's for money. So I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I, I, I was like.
0: I is just guessing anyway. Yeah. Oh, well, it's all, it was, it's all
1: a crapshoot. It's just like gambling on college basketball is the last thing you should ever do. Um, yeah. But it's just brackets. Brackets are the best. Normally, I'm a polygamist. Normally, I'll do more than one, but I'll have like my main one. Um, But this year, yeah, monogamy. I,
0: I haven't really won, won in nine years. I was 16 the last time I won. It was nice. the year Louisville won, and it was the and it was the win that was vacated. So I didn't know if that win counts technically. What? So
1: <laughs> nine years ago, so that was uh, 2013.
0: 13. It was the year Louisville – so that win that Louisville got was vacated. Right. Who'd they – did they play Kentucky that year in the tournament? Because I might have been – Kentucky in the tournament. I'm pretty sure they beat Michigan in the finals.
1: Okay, if they beat Michigan in the final, I was not at that one. But there was – I went to the Sweet 16. I think it was – I think it was 2014. I think it was the year after. But it was – so I saw – Michigan versus Tennessee and then Kentucky versus Louisville and being in a Kentucky versus Louisville game, even at like a neutral court environment, it was in Indianapolis. So, you know, not that far from either of those cities was absolutely insane.
0: Yeah. I, I can imagine. I'm, I'm sure yeah. I can imagine. I've never yeah. been to, um, I've been to the Big East finals. I've never been to a tournament game. Um, so I just want to know who's in your final four. I'll go first. All right. All right. Um, I have Texas tech, I have Kentucky, Tennessee, and Wisconsin. I have Kentucky beating Wisconsin in the finals.
1: Oh, okay. First of all, Wisconsin in the final is gross. Uh, I'm, <laughs> as an I- Illinois fan, I'm just very anti-Badgers. But we're similar here. I have – mine's chalky, but it's – I've got Gonzaga and Kentucky, and then I have uh, Arizona and um, Auburn. Um, I have Arizona over my fighting Illini in the Sweet 16. I hope to God I'm wrong, Um, but just every Arizona game I've watched this year, I've been just so impressed with Tommy Lloyd's team. I mean, I I want the Bulls to draft Benedict when whenever he decides to come out. He is electric to watch. Christian Coloco in the paint has been awesome for them as well. Um, But I have Gonzaga over Kentucky, and then I have arizona over auburn and i have arizona over gonzaga in the championship game
0: i have arizona getting out earlier i have gonzaga getting out in the second round um i don't believe in gonzaga at all um because this is like i feel like everybody seems to have short-term memory about gonzaga um gonzaga is it's not that they're bad but they play in a weak conference against with very weak opponents um full of a bunch of useless drafts essentially, Um, like even the year Kelly Olynyk, I remember like the for clinic. at least for like the past decade, like since they had Kelly Olynyk on the team, they were like the one seed and they were supposed to be amazing. They maybe made it to the third round that year. Like it, it is like almost guaranteed that Gonzaga is going to choke. It seems like because right. that's always because just, I'm just going to predict the future based on the past. I have no real reason to believe it's going to be any different this year.
1: So uh, that is always the thing about uh, Gonzaga is they're always ranked so high, but and th- then again, you know, you said it, they play in the WCC to the WCC's credit. They've got three tournament teams this year, which is, you know, that's more than they can say. Usually it's Gonzaga and maybe St. Mary's gets in, uh, but they've got Gonzaga, St. Mary's and San Francisco in. Yeah. If that normally it's a one big, one big league. Um, but I don't know, man, I, I like Chet Holmgren a lot. I like Drew Timmy a lot. Uh, I think Nimbard's a really solid guard for them. Mark Views, an outstanding coach. Um, would I be surprised if Gonzaga gets upset? Absolutely not. Would I be surprised if Arizona uh, <laughs> loses to Illinois in the Sweet 16? I fucking hope so. I was talking to my <laughs> buddy uh, today at work, and he has Seton Hall taking out Arizona in the second round. Um,
0: how, how far do you have Gonzaga going? Who do you have over them? The second round. I have uh, Memphis beating them in the second round. Memphis over them.
1: And I honestly, I'm all for that. I want chaos in March, right? That's oh, the best that's part that's of March why it's
0: good. We enjoy yeah. it because it's chaos.
1: Right. So I actually have I've got I've got Vermont going to the sweet sixteen in my one bracket. I've got them over Arkansas, and then I think it would be they're at they're, Vermont's in Gonzaga's bracket so I have them over Arkansas I don't remember who it would be if they they beat who who they would beat in the second round and then losing to Gonzaga but and then Auburn I pretty much I picked I picked some teams where I know they just got dudes like that's my favorite thing it's like dudes like Kofi Coburn he's a fucking dude he's on Illinois obviously he's he's my guy first team all-american but when I think about Gonzaga Chet Holmgren That's a top five pick. Uh, When I think about Arizona, I think about Ben Matherin. I think about Coloco. I think about Tabellis. Kirk Creasa, if he is uh, healthy. When I think about Auburn, I think about Jabari Smith, who's probably going to be the number one overall pick. And then when I think about Kentucky, I think about Oscar Shabway, who's been uh, just an incredible, incredible for them uh, in the front court. And as much as I hate to pick Kentucky, too, like I'm not (laughs) – it just – I don't know. I, I sometimes you ever you ever fill out one of the brackets and you get done and you're just like, okay, this is disgusting, but I hope yeah. it works. Like that's kind of where I was at. Yeah. Uh, this year, because it's been such a like a weird year of college basketball. Because I feel like <clears throat> there hasn't really been one team to me that has proved that they're the best. Like I would say, if you, gun to my head, best team in college basketball, I'm saying Arizona. I think that highly of them. Um, but like. I there's, there's arguments for Gonzaga. There's arguments for, I guess, for fucking Baylor in Kansas or, one seeds yeah. as well. There's argue, like this field just feels really open to me. And I'm just, I will not be surprised. I'm not going to be surprised if it's Gonzaga, Arizona. I won't like <laughs> uh, my buddy, Ryan, who I do, uh, who I have on my podcast to do gambling show. Uh, some uh, gambling segment has Kentucky and Tennessee in his final. Like, Oh, Let's get the crazy. SEC, let, let, let's get two SEC teams in.
0: You no, know, no, it's actually interesting. The SEC is really strong this year. They have 6 teams in. Um a bunch of them are very and they're beating and these teams are beating each other up. I mean, I like Auburn. I'm not that high on Auburn anymore right now, I'd say. They've, they they've, they've been on a little bit of a cold streak within the they past month. They can't play on the road.
1: Auburn, they were great. They can't at home. play on the road. They were tough on they were tough on the road. I hate Bruce Pearl with a burning passion. He's he's a douche. But uh I just like I was saying, I I just think like in the tournament when you think of moments, when you think of some of these teams like they come out of nowhere. They they just kind of ride the back of one guy. I think about Kimba and UConn. I think about Davidson and Steph Curry. I'm not listen. I'm not comparing any of these four guys that I mentioned from these teams to the likes of Kemba and Davidson. But sometimes all it takes is one guy in March. Think about Oral Roberts last year riding Max uh, Max Asmus just out of nowhere. Uh, to, to their stellar run. Um, it's just, I don't know, man. I, this March is my favorite time of the year uh, as far as like, I think it's the best time of the year. If, if you are a gambler, if you're a sports fan, uh, especially if you're a basketball fan, it's because
0: you're a gambler these, for
1: sure, these I next, think. these next four weeks, we're ha You get you, you, there is guarantee, guaranteed to be a basketball game on Almost any time of the day. From I mean, starting on what third? Well, the first four is already going on, but you know when that first round officially starts Thursday, it's like it is just balls to the wall. There, I I love it. There's nothing like
0: actually. Actually, I think it's actually the most stressful time if you're a basket if you're a gambler because you're Mm -hmm. ripping your hair out every second. It's like make this free throw, and you know it doesn't need a three. It, It is. It is actually probably the most stressful it's so much more stressful than betting on football uh i would say it's probably the second or third best time of the year for sports um i'd say number 1 is october october november i'd say is is, is i think is around the best time because then we have uh college football nfl uh and, and uh you know, the start of the nba season and mlb playoffs so that i think is a, a great time but you know thursdays and friday I, I don't know what your work schedule is like but Hopefully I'll be able to spend a lot of time just being lazy and watching college basketball all day on Thursday.
1: Yeah. So I, uh, for the past five years, I was, I was a bartender. So I was just like the bar. bar? Yeah. Sports bar. I was, I worked at a beat ups. So it was just TVs everywhere. I got to watch everything. It was perfect. Now I'm, I, I transitioned into car sales. So it's not quite that I'm watching games on my phone and shit like that. And I'm, I'm still keeping up. I'm not watching as many games as uh, I am normally used to. So that's definitely going to be adjustment um, an adjustment. But, you know, I bring my laptop to work. I can definitely throw throw a game or two up there. Um, but, yeah, I, that is what also I have Fridays off. So that's what I'm looking forward to most Friday. I'm going oh, okay. full degenerate. I'm going I'm bringing my TV that I have in here in my office out to the living room going dual TV. Uh, with yeah. with the big screen out there and just we're, just, we're just going for it. I just, I love it. I think last year I had a three TV setup so I could watch every game that was on at the, at the same time. Um, I can't get enough of it. I, I just, I just can't get enough of it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. Now the one team I think it got snubbed was AM. Um Now full disclosure, I will get on this one later. I did bet on M&M, uh, A&M. Um, they got snubbed bad. I mean, there's no way you could look at me with a straight face and tell me they're not one of the 68 best teams in college basketball this year. Uh, and they've been on a hot streak lately, too. They just beat Auburn, who was a three seed. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's not like, you know, they it was a fluke. I mean, they were they were still well above 500. I don't know why AM didn't get in. Uh, that, that that to me was just ridiculous. And by the way, I do want to talk about, speaking of conferences, the ACC was terrible this year. They got five oh. teams in. They're awful this year.
1: Well, I mean the most egregious thing to me is how do you let a 17 and 14 Michigan team get in as a solid 11 seed and not yeah. have to play in a play-in, not have to play in the first four Rutgers finishes fourth in the big 10 and they, and they have to play in the play-in game Indiana. I guess I'm okay with, they played their, they played their ways in, they played their way into the tournament, obviously with the win over, over Illinois in the big 10 tournament. And then just, they, they're tough. Trace Jackson Davis is awesome. And you know, I actually do like Mike Woodson uh, from his time uh, as an NBA head coach, but it is the most egregious thing to me is ha- is how you put Michigan just so solidly in the tournament missed me with
0: the strength of schedule. They went
1: 17 and 14 and they lost nine games in the big 10
0: 17 and 14. Okay. So for the sake of clarity, um, Texas A&M went 23 and 12. Like, and, like I don't understand that. Does record not mean anything at all? Like, I can't imagine A schedule and Michigan schedule were that much different. I, I mean, how much stronger could their schedule have been? As far as as a, as far as like they were uh, an eleven seed, an eleven seed as opposed to not being in the top sixty eight. L- like, how much better could it have been?
1: And I, I mean, honestly, dude, this this has to do with there. You know how many people pick Michigan to win the Big Ten and go to the Final Four? Uh, at the beginning of the season. Like, and it definitely has something to do with that. Like, it's, not, and it's, it's the, the preseason bias. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on. I'm Googling Michigan strength of schedule, Michigan basketball strength of schedule. It's okay. I'm pulling up the strength of schedule rankings right now. Tennessee, number one. Okay. Michigan had the fifth tough schedule uh, in the country. And let me.
0: The truth is, though, I don't know how much I really trust with that because it's all like. Like, realistically, it's, like, all transitive. It's like, they played this team, and then they played that team. And then it's all mathematical and not really – not qualitative. It's just quantitative. So I I don't really trust the whole, like, analytic strength of schedule things. Because, like, let's say there's – for the sake of argument, let's just say there's, like – there's three teams that – like, in college football, for instance, there's – everybody plays three or four non-conference games. One team plays – you know three average teams and another team plays two teams that aren't very good and one really good team like in a in a numerical mathematical sense the team that played three average teams played a tougher schedule but the team that played one really tough team and two really easy teams realistically they played the harder schedule so i don't know how much of this i really trust with the whole right. analytical tough strength of schedule thing so
1: that's so, yeah. So it said Michigan at five and then Texas A&M had like the 48th ranked strength of schedule. Again, I, you you, you are also like me. You're a manalytics guy. You're not an analyst. I'm about, I'm about watching and seeing. It's, it's, that's one of my favorite memes, too. Is uh, it's it's the guy, it's the two people on the bus. It's the dude on the right side that's looking out, and he's all happy, and the other guy's all sad. And it's like the the one, the sad guy's like analytics, and the and the the happy guy's like that boy, nice watcher. That's absolutely what I am. Um, what I am too. And I I try to be a numbers guy. I try to be analytics. I just can't I can't get into it. I, every time I feel like I listen to one of these analytics guys and I bet with them they're just dead wrong every time. So I, I, I don't know, but it just, it sucks for Texas A&M being a 23 win team. And, you know, I definitely have some anti-Michigan bias being a, being a big 10 guy and uh, just the, for their fraudulent big 10 title last year where they just get to cancel (laughs) games and be awarded a big 10 title, which was ridiculous. Um, And Jawan Howard, 0-5 against Brad Underwood. He sucks. Go mush somebody else's face, you fucking idiot. Not
0: only Uh, that, that, but they got better without him. Look how good they were without him. Phil Phil Martelli is a
1: better head coach, a better basketball coach than Jawan Howard. I do not care how many levels of basketball Jawan Howard played. I'm not trying to belittle that. He is definitely a million times better of basketball mind than I will ever claim to be. Um, But... As somebody that has played at every level of basketball, the highest level of basketball, how you can sit there and let a guy that is a complete foot shorter than you cause you to just lose your mind and act like you've never been in a handshake line before, or you haven't (laughs) played in the NBA. You haven't played in the national championship when you were in college at Michigan. Just like... I don't understand how you can get that fired up. Are you that pissed off at yourself that you your team sucks and you have to press down
0: 15 with against, less than a minute way, against out? backups? That's why he called the timeout. That's yeah, absolutely. That's why him. he called the timeout, obviously. And I mean, he good. does have some timeout PTSD. We all know that. Right. Absolutely absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But
1: if, if you're great guard, you probably shouldn't have put your hands on him. I get that part of it. But if you're Juwan Howard. How is walking by the dude, pulling your mask going, pulling your mask down going? I'll remember that shit. What is that doing? How is nothing? What, what is that no, doing? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So no, no.
0: It's one thing if you stop playing. It's another thing when you're still pressing. It's like how can you press and then be mad at him when when he just calls a timeout? Like that to me your was team
1: fucking sucks, dude. The, and you're yeah, 17 and yeah. 14 when you were picked to go to the final four at the beginning of the year. It's you underachieve, buddy. That's what happened.
0: Yeah. No, That's he underachieved badly, but he got bailed out. Now he can coach in the tournament um, as an 11 seed. Ridiculous. Obviously, we're going to roll that. But
1: listen, I, I just, and this is getting really anti Michigan. and But it's just, I, I just don't understand how a 17 and 14 team gets in over some of these. And it's not even just Texas A&M. I believe there were other teams that were more deserving th- than Michigan too. I just, I'm rooting for Colorado state in the first round. I, I guess as simple as that Colorado state money line, baby, let's, let's,
0: let's go. <laughs> so, um, so this past weekend, um, I assume you made bets this past weekend. Mm-hmm. So this weekend, so I do a lot of in-game bets. It's not the only thing I do, but I do a lot of in-game bets. I found I was watching Texas A&M and Auburn uh, in the middle of the game. Texas A&M was plus money line was plus two hundred, I think it was, or something like that, or plus two hundred five or something. And I took it money line in the middle of the game. Uh, and, and, and as you know, we, uh, Texas A&M won that game. Uh, so I, I guess you could say I do have kind of a soft spot for Texas A&M because they won me at like $10. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, yeah, it, Auburn, I wasn't – but it wasn't – the reason I took A&M wasn't just the really good odds. It was also because A&M's been really good this past month, and Auburn hasn't been that impressive. Like they, they haven't beaten that many good teams within the past month or so. But, like I, I'm still not totally – I'm not really sold on Auburn right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although I do like Jabari Smith. He is.
1: I I like Jabari Smith a lot. Um, I, like I I said earlier, I hate Bruce Pearl. Uh, Why do you hate Bruce Pearl? Um, Well, (laughs) Bruce Pearl in the early nineties was an assistant coach at Iowa. And he, during the recruitment of Dion Thomas, who ended up coming to the university of Illinois. And he actually was a guest in my podcast uh, last year, uh, or around March. Um, he is the all time leading scorer in Illinois basketball history. He's like third or fourth in rebounds. One of the best players to ever play at Illinois. He got screwed, uh, during his recruiting process, uh, because Bruce Pearl recorded some of their phone calls and some of the stuff that Illinois staff did probably wasn't, uh, legal or, or, or whatever. Anyway, Everything's illegal
0: in college basketball. Bruce Pearl's a
1: dirty motherfucker. He got uh Dion Thomas suspended basically for a year. Um, I, uh, this is really, really rough, but he, he kind of screwed over the Illinois basketball program. If you're an Illinois basketball fan, and the name Bruce Pearl comes up. Uh, he, just fuck that guy. Pretty much. <laughs> he was an yep. assistant in Iowa, uh, yep. did some dirty stuff during, during the recruiting process. and, and, Got uh, Illinois into some sanctions and uh, prevented Deion Thomas uh, from playing basketball his first year at the university. So
0: that's
1: that's kind of that that's kind of that, why I hate Bruce Pearl. Also, he's just a douchebag. Um, but uh, yeah, so like, I, I like Walker Kessler. You know, he transfers in from North Carolina this year for Auburn. He he can actually move. He's a big dude, and that could cause a problem. And then, like I said, Jabari Smith is absolutely anything you could want uh, at, the, at the three. He's got size, length. He can shoot the ball, um, and he can get to the basket. But, uh, again, with Texas A&M, it's like they're one of those teams that just they just get hot at the right time, and it was kind of like Indiana. They're, they're trying to play themselves into the NCAA tournament. They're going to play a lot harder than some of these teams that are higher seeds going into these conference tournaments that, that know they don't have to win this game to play more basketball.
0: Right, you know. Right, yeah, yeah. And Texas A and like you know, Texas AM M has been good, like kind of like how I mean. I assume they do this in in uh, college basketball too, but like in football, in college football, they say like they take into account how good you were recently, mm-hmm. but like it's not just the season as the totality. It's how good were you recently, and I and I think A and M recently has been very good and looks like right now one of the sixty eight best teams. Um, another bet that worked that didn't one bet that really was terrible for me that i took it was that i had ucla money line and one. that was terrible because the reason that bet was so bad was because i really thought ucla was going to win that like i thought i had that in the bag i'm like they're not blowing this lead and they sure enough were horrible the last like 10 minutes of the fourth co- of the uh, second half they were horrible ucla and i'm never betting on them again i can't trust them
1: that's called, no, you got to put some teams on your shit list, okay? Me and my buddy Ryan do this all the time. <laughs> if you have heartbreaking losses or this team just continues to not come through for you, you put them on the shit list, we just don't bet them anymore. Um yeah. So my weekend, so Saturday was awesome. I had UCLA, I had, no, I had Arizona minus one and a half and UAB minus three a parlay. I hit that. Arizona minus one and a half just by itself. Um, Arizona to win and over 140 point, t- 140 total points in the game. Uh, Jordan Walker from UAV, over 22 and a half points, and UAB to win versus uh, Louisiana Tech. Jordan Walker is awesome. If uh, watch UAB versus Houston, uh, I'm aware. His nickname, his, his nickname is Jelly. Join the Jelly, Jelly family. Yeah, Jelly you, Walker. You, you will not uh, be disappointed. Um, but anyway, I follow that awesome Saturday up with, uh, just terrible, uh, on Sunday. I have day. I had Davidson minus three and a half. They were up five with a minute left and they lose outright by two to Richmond in the championship game. And then I took Purdue minus two and a half against Iowa, uh, in the big 10 championship game.
0: I I, I had them too. And they lose
1: outright, uh, What I'm really doing, what I'm doing right now that I need to stop doing (laughs) is I'm putting in too many uh, NBA player prop parlays. Uh, (laughs) So also I I had uh, on Sunday, I had Jaron Jackson Jr. over six and a half uh, rebounds, James Harden to record a double-double, and he was terrible that day, Uh, LeBron over eight and a half rebounds, uh, those none of those hit. But then, of course, Trey Young over two and a half, three pointers hit and Jalen Green over 15 and a half points hit. Um, so, yeah, that that's kind of my weekend. It's just been me recently. It's just been way too many NBA prop parlays that are just I need to get away from parlays in general
0: because I
1: when I have success, it's just single bets. It's like pick one game.
0: Parlays don't work.
1: Oh, oh no, ne- they, they never that's do. Why, that's either.
0: why they get promoted.
1: You see the plus sign, you see the plus a thousand, you see 10 bucks to win a hundred and you're like, okay, hell yeah. And then of course, every, you know, once in a while or who knows how often, uh, they'll hit. And of course you'll see the people that that's the thing that gets me is the amount of people that are just handicappers or they post their picks on Twitter or, or wherever, and like I Rico see it.
0: Bosco. Yeah. Oh, fuck
1: Rico. I'm blocked by Rico I'm I'm, I'm, blocked, blocked, by Rico by, Bosco? I'm <laughs> blocked by Rico Bosco. I am blocked by Rico, Rico Bosco. <laughs> fuck him. He sucks. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you see all these people post picks and then it's hard not to kind of tail them because you'll you'll go to their profile and they'll be like, oh, I'm plus 25 units for, for this or I'm plus 100 units and. Just do your research when you're following people on Twitter, and this is as somebody that posts picks on Twitter for, for my podcast. I definitely do that, um, but just be weary of the people that don't post their records, that are only posting units and stuff like that, uh,
0: and just we're only we're, posting uh, lean. Yeah, or, oh no, yeah, I'm leaning Wyoming tonight. Oh, I'm so then they take credit for... when it wins, and then say, "Oh, it was just a lean." If it loses, no,
1: no I, I, I didn't bet it. I said I was leaning, <laughs> but uh, there's just. The way that this industry has evolved since, like, everything has been, you know, legalized has just been incredible. And, I mean, I think it's only going to get bigger as more states start to follow through. And I mean, if it ever gets, like, federally legalized, I don't know if that'll ever be the case. Um, But, yeah, as far as my bets this weekend, like, I— What I do, what I love to do or what I don't love to do or what I always do is I'll have one great day and then I'll get super confident and then the next day I'll get too cocky or too greedy and then it's just like – and it's
0: gone. I think the human mind is not good at like calculating probability. So we just Mm – like in our heads, we think this is going to hit because in in reality, something either happens or it doesn't. Like you can't really imagine in your mind, okay, there's this – chance of happening so you think like you see the plus like 400 and think oh my god i'm getting plus 400 if this wins but you don't ever like ever contemplate like the actual probability of it winning which is why i think people so many people do parlays it's just the way your mind works like i i um i in the nba i actually had so basically i don't know if you do this which i probably shouldn't do it's sort of like chasing wins um chasing losses uh, I had the Knicks played the Grizzlies. Um, I had the Grizzlies minus nine or something like that, or no, 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 minus eight. I had the Grizzlies minus eight. And I had, and then I had the, and then I was like, okay, this is totally not going to hit. So then I took Knicks money line. Cause the Knicks were up big at one point. So I said, you know what? Screw that bet. I'm going to bet more on the Knicks money line. And sure enough, Memphis won by like four. So I lost both sides of that bet. And I First. feel like the biggest idiot. Um, oh, I don't know I if you know this. Um, can you guess who the best NBA team is against the spread? Uh,
1: is, is it the Knicks? <laughs> no, no, no. It, no. Uh, I'm going to say the Suns just because they're really good. No.
0: But another uh, really good team. Sixers. No. Heat? No. Who is it? I'm, I'm out of guess. Memphis. 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 Okay. Memphis the of course the Part of the reason oh, I took them, the Knicks are <laughs> statistically – I mean, they're not that bad. They're like one, two, three, four. They're like the 12th worst team. But the worst team against the spread this year is, is the Nets. Of course it is. Of course And then is. Portland is a couple – uh, and then, then Washington, then Houston, then Portland. So, and then the Lakers. I, I actually have- – I actually bet the Lakers to cover 21 and a half against um, against the Suns this past weekend, because usually the way it works is that like at the end of the game, the team that's ahead by so much kind of lets up and puts in all their backups and you get like a backdoor cover or something like that. Uh, Like that's (laughs) so but then like they ended up playing like the Lakers were so much worse than I even thought they were and nothing proves how bad a team is when you bet them and you become emotionally invested in them covering a certain line. Oh, no,
1: well yeah. So, talking about ch- chasing, last night I had a couple parlays that of course didn't hit but they were they were really close, but I hit on Steph Curry 35 plus points plus 600. Then at uh, it's it's near the end of the night. I definitely should have just taken my money and run or saved it for tonight for more betting. But I'm like, oh, the Lakers in Toronto are still playing. Toronto's up by 20 points and the line's 14 and a half. Hammer that. There's no way they don't cover with, you know, five minutes left in the game. And then there, there goes my plus 600. You know, then that's just me being stupid, but you're talking about being emotionally invested. There's five minutes left in a 15-point game, and I'm screaming at my computer, you know, (laughs) watching the screen. I know exactly what you mean. There was two weeks ago, dude, I missed out on $2,300 because I was short one assist on a parlay. Oh, my God. It was the last game. Before the All Star break, it was Sixers versus the Bucks. So when it's th- teams like that, and just the NBA in general, I just use I just like to bet on whoever the MVP candidate is or who their their best player is. So I took Giannis and Embiid, uh, thirty plus points, ten plus rebounds, and five plus assists for both of them. I parlayed it, and it, I put a hundred bucks on it because I was feeling very very strong about it hundred to win 2300 and uh everything hit except Joel Embiid had five assists I needed I needed one more assist and that pay that and that pays out and that uh you'd think after that I would stop betting I I would stop betting parlays it's just made me hungrier for him Nick it's just like it's just one of (laughs)
0: them
1: one of them's gotta hit one of them's gotta hit (laughs) um (laughs) But I'm I'm not telling you I'm putting a hundred dollars on every parlay. That was definitely like a once in a blue moon. Like I'm feeling like like let's go. Um, but that was that's also my favorite is cause so <laughs> my <laughs> uh Kaylin, my uh my uh, my girlfriend is will be watching some games with me or whatever, and she's like she's like obviously she can tell by my, you know, my <laughs> my body language that I'm like like really into this game. She's like, Did you bet on this? And I'm like, Yeah. I go, I need one assist, and I win $2,300. She goes, so are you going to lose a lot uh, if if you don't? And I, I just have to be like, no, it's fine. It's cool. It's cool. Like, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> like, I shouldn't be betting $100 on this, but it's like, no, it's just some crazy parlay. Uh, but, yeah, dude, that's just I've been telling everybody that will listen to me. Uh, about that one because it's that that hurt more than like any loss (laughs) I think I've ever had because you know as a gambler like when you bet a parlay obviously like you see the plus signs and you said it earlier it's like oh I'll put 10 on this and I'll win like 300 bucks you're like hell yeah when you actually get that close and you start hyperventilating you go oh shit like oh shit this could actually hit and you get like ugh. It's just there's, there's nothing like it, that is why That's why sports gambling is such an addiction. There's so many people because it's yeah. just like you talked about chasing losses, it's like, oh, well, I oh, I just lost this, but oh, if this hits if John Morant's hit, hit hits three plus threes, I get all that back. You, you know, it's just that's
0: and sometimes you're more confident that something's going to happen than it really is. I remember oh when I was God, 18, God. I was in the Bahamas and I made this bet that Travis Trice, remember Travis Trice. Oh
1: yeah! Shout out, Travis.
0: He was a big three point shooter on Michigan State, Mm -hmm. and there was, I believe, I think the over under was two and a half threes for Travis Trice. I was like, yeah, he's going to get more than two and a half threes. That's it. He'll get three. He'll get three threes. Sure enough, he hit two the whole game. (laughs) I just, I thought like I couldn't believe that the over under was only two and a half for Travis Trice.
1: No, it's it's always like that, and I'm a person. I hate betting unders. By the way, like I just, Everybody does. I, I hate like life's too short to bet the under. It's not fun <laughs> to root for unders at
0: all because you're rooting for nothing to happen.
1: You're rooting for a shitty game where nobody makes any baskets, nobody scores any points. Um, but yeah, the the smartest thing you can do if you if you won, you've never gambled before, and you're looking getting into it, just Take, take one side, pick a team, take the spread, take the money line. I I even say stay away from totals. Um, I mean, there you're going to find so many people across social media these days that are, that are all over these props. And I think the prop bets are are really cool and they're, they are a way to make money, but just, just take everything single, just take single bets. Don't even, don't even parlay things. And I'm telling you this as I have three different parlays for tonight.
0: Yeah. Um, And, and we do have parlays of the week coming up, so. Yes, we do. <laughs> so, I guess we could get into that right now. Um, so, the parlay of the week, um, I'll do yours first. Um, here it is. I'll bring it up. So, you came in two pictures. Um, two pictures. So. Uh, yeah, you, you, uh, can, you can explain it.
1: So, it's it's a little basketball parlay. Two college basketball picks. Two NBA picks. uh both of the first four games this evening on Wednesday night. Um, so I'm taking Rutgers money line over Notre Dame. Um, I really like Rutgers this year. Uh, Ron Harper jr. Was an all American honorable mention. Uh, he's a fifth year senior. Uh, his dad, Ron Harper jr. Was an absolute baller uh, for the ball, for the balls, for the bulls back in the day. <laughs> Ron, for the Harper, ball jr. Ron <laughs> Harper jr. Is a problem. Um, I think Notre Dame is going to have trouble guarding him. Cliff Omaruyi is another name to watch for the Scarlet Knights uh, in the front court. Also, uh, take a look at Geo Baker and Caleb McConnell. They're going to cause some problems defensively, uh, I think, as well. Then I'm going Wright State minus three and a half. Uh, Wright State's head coach, uh, Scott Nagy is a Champaign, Illinois native. That's where I'm from. They also have uh, Tim Finke, who played at Central High School here in Champaign. That is where I went to high school. Uh, His brother, Michael, played uh, at the University of Illinois, and his older brother, um, Nick Finke, played at West Point, Army West Point as well. Pretty much a homer pick there, but I like Wright State. They've been through a lot this year uh, as well, and they kind of just have Team of Destiny vibes um, to me. And then going to the NBA, I'm taking the Sixers, minus four and a half uh, versus the Cavaliers. I know the Cavaliers and Darius Garland have been playing really well today, but the combination of Joel Embiid and James Harden have been working pretty well for the Sixers so far. I know they just dropped the game to the Nuggets. Um, speaking of the Nuggets, I have the Nuggets minus five and a half versus <laughs> the uh, the Washington Wizards. I don't trust the Wizards at all. I know they just added Chris Tapps, Porzingis, um, but they just, they're they're not a complete team to me. Uh, I mean, no. Uh, Nikola Jokic is almost a walking triple double, which is absolutely insane. is is absolutely yeah. insane to say. Uh, point point center uh, almost. It's the same thing, like, he's <laughs> yeah, the best. He's the best passer on the floor, and he's six ten, almost seven foot. Um, so yeah, that's that. That's my parlay. I think it's like plus twelve hundred, uh, something like that. But yeah, ri- ride with me. That's my parlay of the week.
0: Yeah, plus yeah plus 1200 uh yeah no it's funny i have a story about that i when i was like and when i was a kid i went to uh, a wizards game in washington dc and they told everybody uh stay stay like it was after the national anthem they're like everybody stay standing until the wizards score a basket and they were horrible at the time so we were <laughs> all just, everybody was just standing for like 5 minutes that's <laughs> not- so bad <laughs>
1: So at Illinois basketball games, the crowd always stands up until the opposing team makes their first basket, and that depth, like if it, when it's like early in the season, they're playing those exhibition games against absolutely nobody, and then like the early non-conference games, yeah, you're standing up for a good ten minutes, just just waiting <laughs> for somebody.
0: to take you know, a It was like taunting them. It was John Wall's rookie year, actually. It, oh, nice. It, nice. So he's just he was like nineteen years old at the time. Um, I um. Here's my parlay of the week. All right, Trailblazers plus 10. Uh, they're playing the Knicks. That's all I need to tell you. Uh, the Knicks are not 10 points better than anybody other than me. <laughs> <Indiana. laughs> I don't uh, like that's all. I don't care who's playing. I don't care if the maintenance guy is starting, if is in the starting five. I don't think they're 10 points better than the Knicks. Um, I like Indiana over Wyoming. No real good reason for it. My gut is just telling me. Uh, Indiana is going to beat Wyoming. That just makes the most sense. And then North Carolina, this is kind of a greasy parlay. Uh, uh, North Carolina and Phoenix, both – Phoenix are heavy favorites. I'm going to explain that one. Mm-hmm. And North Carolina are pretty much favorites too. So it's just – the only one that i that's kind of tough is the Trailblazers one. The others are, you know, expected to win. Yeah, no, no. for sure. And
1: But when you're doing a parlay though, like it's so – I mean, it's so hard to put that kind of stuff together, obviously. Because, but when you when you are, but when you are combining those picks, like it just feels so much safer when you see that, you know, that minus one ninety. You see those yeah. heavy. You're like, all right, let's put them together because they're more likely you know, to win, but you know, I'm, I'm addicted to those plus signs, baby. So I, 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 love well, I it.
0: like seeing the plus sign, but when I see the minus sign knowing, Oh, it's probably, it's a lot more likely to happen when I see the minus sign part of it. Mm-hmm, for sure. But
1: yeah, I, I mean, I'm on Indiana minus four. Uh, I know this, this will air after the Indiana game has already, has already been played, but I also uh, like trace Jackson Davis, 20 plus points and Indiana to win plus two fifty. I got that on Fanduel. Um, but yeah, it's a nice little parlay you put together there.
0: Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, your, yours too. Yours too. Um, Hank did his last week. Uh, it lost. It was a hockey parlay. It was the first time I ever bet hockey. Okay. Sure enough. How bad did not lose, though?
1: Like, because I'll say, if you put in a four-leg parlay and you go 0 for 4, that's just as impressive as going 4 for 4. Right? <laughs>
0: that's true. That's, a good point. That's, just, that's just as hard. He bet on the Rangers to win. Sure enough, the Rangers lost. Uh Um, So there's also such thing as betting, if you don't know this, for where players are going to go. There's odds for it. I don't think you could do it on the apps. I tried looking for it. I I couldn't find it. Um, So here are the odds from an article I saw two days ago. Two days ago. So this is the best I could do. Um, From two days ago for where Deshaun Watson is going to go next. So right now, can you guess which team has the best odds of him going to?
1: Um solely because, I, solely because I saw a report that said this team's the front runner, front runner I'm gonna say the Panthers No. uh okay um who else wants Deshaun Watson uh, uh Indianapolis?
0: No, it's the Saints. The Saints really? Plus 150 plus 150. What- What's the next closest? The Panthers are plus
1: two fifty. Okay.
0: No, no, I, I didn't I I mean I guess it makes sense because they don't really have a quarterback. So I guess that's the reason why. Uh it, it makes sense, but they started off as plus nine hundred. Now they're down to plus one fifty.
1: I mean, dude, you see you see shit like that, you see line movement like that, that makes me think that the, that makes me think that they really are the favorites to it's get like up. plus plus nine hundred to plus one fifty. Like they don't have a quarterback on the roster as much as I would love them to re sign Jameis Winston. I'm a huge Jameis guy. Um, just because he he need he's he is taking the torch as the next hilarious quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> I feel but that at, at all times we need to have one starting quarterback in the NFL that has all
0: just laugh at it.
1: pure comedic value. Like we just like Ben Roethlisberger just retired. Uh, Philip Rivers is gone, too. He was always really funny to watch. Jameis can just slide right in there. Like, him celebrating in the locker room that video, that Instagram live video of him on his crutches, like, dancing after that win <laughs> over the Bucks, Maybe the best Instagram live video of all time. Uh, and then him, you know, squinting and eating a W and all of his crazy workouts that he's doing in the offseason. Like, just go down the list. Um, but the Saints, that's interesting. You know, obviously, Sean Payton's gone. I don't want to say they bring in Dennis Allen because he was already in the building uh, as the defensive coordinator. They definitely don't. I mean, I mean, if I'm a Saints fan, I don't. I'm not going to be happy if we're starting Taysom Hill. Um, but uh, but that's that's just me. I would much rather have a guy like Deshaun Watson. And listen, I know obviously he got cleared of all of his like he was found innocent, no charges or anything. But there is something to be said about that. You know all all of that it's stuff. It's going to affect him with, just because there are with, no
0: charges brought. With, it right, it's going to affect him with
1: with with the accusations and and stuff like that. But it, it's just tough for me. I know how talented he is. I know how great he is on the field. But if if I'm thinking as like a GM or a coach is like, do you bring in that locker room distraction? Like, do you bring in something yeah. like that where where the guy where yeah. you get the rest of your team talking and you're gonna have to. Not only, of course, subject him to questions, uh, uh, you know, when he's taking it, uh, press conferences and stuff like that, which he absolutely should have to answer for. I'm not saying that, but now yeah. you're opening up to your GM is going to have to answer questions about it. Your head coach is going to have to answer questions about it. Let's say they send, uh, any other member of the team, a receiver, a running back, even if they're on the defensive side of the ball. Oh, well, what do you think about the team bringing Deshaun in after all these accusations? Like, you're just opening up. All of this this stuff just that just feels unnecessary.
0: It feels and, unnecessary, but part of me think oh, I'm sorry, you could you could keep going.
1: No, 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 Go ahead. Go
0: ahead. No, no. It feels unnecessary, but in some ways it's kind of worth it. Um, just from a winning perspective, just to bring exactly. in a guy. Like he is one of he would he'll probably be one of the best 10 quarterbacks in the league next year. Uh the Saints don't have a quarterback, they're in a pretty tough division, uh, now that Brady's back. So You know, they're really going to have to compete. And to me, it just makes sense that the Saints would bring him in. As far as, like, you know, the distraction with the allegations, I mean, this is nothing new. Things like this have happened a lot. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger has been on the Steelers for a really long time, and they they all kind of got past that. So, you know, I mean, if you could have Ben Roethlisberger come back and Winston and all these guys who have had some allegations against them, uh, I don't think there's any reason why they can't bring in Deshaun Watson unless something else moves forward. But – I I don't see any reason that they can't have somebody like Deshaun Watson on the Saints.
1: I – yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm not – and I'm not trying to take anybody's job away from him. I do genuinely think that he will find a starting job. And I do think he's one of the best in quarterbacks when he's actually on the field. But there is just something to be said. Like, the – I don't think there's just nothing. If you know, there's like twenty plus women coming out saying saying them some, right. some stuff, and and we know the climate of today where everybody is trying to make an extra buck. Everybody is you know, women will not just women. I shouldn't just say women. Um, people will say people. anything <laughs> yeah. to make yeah. an extra dollar if they think they can take advantage of the situation. Right. I never massaged <laughs> Deshaun Watson. I don't know uh, if any of that stuff happened. Obviously, he's been cleared of that. Um, and it, it's just kind of funny to see like all the reports. Like as soon, the second there's like okay, there's no legal actions here. We're interested in him now. we're, 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 we're right. Adam Chester tweet? Yeah, that he was oh.
0: killed for. He looked like he was Deshaun Watson's PR guy.
1: All time bad tweet by Adam Shepard All time bad tweet. I, I, I will Terribly toned. I, I, I will say that. So as as where he would fit though, on the Saints, absolutely. He would fit um, the best on the, on the Saints. On the Panthers, sure. Um, pretty much any team that needs a quarterback, I don't know how you can look over this guy's body of work and not say he could probably help us on the field. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so you know, speaking of free agency, uh, the Jets had free agency recently. Um, uh, they got um, what's his, they got the uh, CJ Uzoma, yeah, uh, the tight end from the Bengals. Uh, they also – they signed him for $24 million, uh, and then they signed uh, Jordan Whitehead, uh, the safety from uh, – the safety from um, uh, from the Bucks, or, or supposedly they signed him. Like I looked on Wikipedia. He was still on the Bucs according to that thing, but I guess they signed him for that. And the thing is – and they signed um, Lakin Tomlinson, the offensive lineman, um, and they needed to make these moves because they have a young quarterback. They They need to – Put, they, they need an offensive line around him. Statistically, the Jets' secondary was the second worst in the league last year, behind the Texans. And they have going into yester, going into the tampering period, the Jets had the second highest cap space behind the Colts. So they absolutely had to go. They, they absolutely had to start making these moves. And I'm actually pretty satisfied. Not to mention, we re-signed uh, Braxton Berrios, who is who is one of the better slot receivers right now. Uh, so actually, so far, I am actually, I wouldn't say happy, but you know, kind of satisfied with what Joe Douglas has done so far.
1: Sure, and you know, I'm I'm surprised that they got C.J. Ozoma. You're talking about a guy that's been in Cincinnati his entire career. I don't blame him for seeing the bright lights of New York and being like, oh, that's that sounds pretty great. I'm sure Cincinnati isn't wasn't offering him 24 million dollars. And who wants to live um, and, in
0: Cincinnati compared to New York?
1: <laughs> absolutely. Uh, And I'm sure that, you know, if you're thinking thinking about Cincinnati uh, as a team that just went to the Super Bowl, they're trying to build on that. I'm sure they don't want to spend – they don't necessarily want to spend $24 million on a tight end uh, when they could probably use some of those funds to fill in more holes in their roster. As much as Uzoma meant to that team, as much as he was a vocal leader, a captain for that team, and I think that's that's an awesome guy to bring in. If you're the Jets and an awesome guy to bring in to to have there just to be another voice in the huddle for Zach Wilson, another voice in practice or in the meeting rooms for him to kind of run stuff by. And he can ball like C.G. Ozone not not a like not a bad player. He is a solid tight end. He's probably not he's not going to be the flashiest name uh, that, that you're going to see. The Jordan Whitehead uh, pickup is huge. Uh, for you guys as well it just you just want as many pieces as you can like, put together yeah. right you want and, and for the longest time with the Jets it just felt like they have not had those real like just dudes that you can hang your hat on and be like okay we're weak here but we got this guy that's kind of kind of going to make up for that and this just kind of and you know I said it when you guys hired uh Saleh Salah I don't know how you say his name Incredible coach, Salah. Incredible coach, awesome defensive mind. He's been around this league. He's been around football for a long time. I think he's going to figure it out, and you kind of just – you just got to go from there, and when you say the name Joe Douglas, you think about the moves that they've made in the past. You think about this shitty Jets team that, that we've seen for the past few years. So you, you kind of pucker up your butthole a little bit. You kind of just get a little tight. Uh, and It's more like I'll believe it when I see it type
0: of thing with the Jets.
1: Absolutely. So as far as, you know, we still have a little bit to go in free agency, but, I mean, I think with Uzoma and Whitehead, those are two solid pickups. Two and and Tomlinson. And and Lake and Tomlin. I like Tomlin. I like that move
0: because the biggest problem with Zach Wilson was that he kept getting sacked, and you can't expect a young quarterback to thrive without an offensive line. You can't even expect a veteran quarterback to thrive without an offensive line. So as long as you you know you know we have guys to protect him, you know I can't complain about that.
1: Absolutely. And that's, I mean, I know exactly about wanting your team to to make moves to protect their quarterback. I'm a Bears fan. Uh, we need, we have so many holes to fill on the offensive line to protect Justin Fields. Um, but anyway, as far as the Jets go, I think you have to be excited at least at the the beginning. These these first moves that you guys have made. Obviously, we still have the rest of free agency to go. You still have the
0: draft. They do uh, have as two top ten picks.
1: So I mean, there's so much. There's so much potential there. There's so much potential there.
0: Yeah, so much potential with the Jets. Uh, there's this one thing. We have a couple minutes left. Um, the MLB future odds. So uh, l- let me get let me let me pull this up for a second. Uh, so it, this is probably going to surprise you with uh, the MLB future odds. Um, uh, hold on a second. Uh, so basically, uh, can you do you know which team? Has the most? I'm tra- sorry. I'm just trying to pull this up on my phone. Has okay. do you know which team has the has the best odds of winning the World Series this year? It's like who's the long
1: shot or who's the favorite?
0: No, no, the favorite. That's what I meant. The favorite.
1: Uh, oh, I'm gonna guess
0: Dodgers. Yes. I th- I Dodgers thinking- are number one. Can you guess number two? I'm going to go. Of, think of fan bases you don't like. <laughs> uh,
1: the Yankees?
0: Yeah, yeah. There you go.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Yank. <laughs> <laughs> He's the nicest Yankees fan I've ever met, by the way.
0: <laughs> He's too <laughs> nice to be a Yankee fan. Um, Absolutely. Can you get- number three is the Astros. Do you know who number 4 is? You're never going to guess number 4. Is it the Mets? Yes. The Mets are number 4. They uh, according basically according to the odds, the Mets have the fourth best chance of winning the World Series this year in the MLB. Oh. All right, so we're going to wrap up now. Uh thank you so much for coming on. Uh I would love to have you on again sometime. Uh thank you everybody Anytime. for watching and listening.
1: Anytime, man. Nick, thank you so much for having me, man. Uh no, check me you. out if you, if you liked uh, anything I said, the Brew Party Podcast. We're at the Brew Party on Twitter and Instagram. We're at the Brew Party Podcast on Facebook, uh, youtube.com slash the Brew Party. We post weekly episodes. Um, it's different topic every week, uh, kind of just whatever I'm feeling. Uh, we cover all sports, uh, week, uh, not weekly, but now for March, we're doing our weekly gambling segment, which is called Maloney's Moneyline with my friend Ryan Maloney uh, he comes on all throughout the football season we give out eight picks each uh, this this week for March Madness we just did eight picks uh, against the spread for the first round. we also gave out some futures for the final four national champion uh, national championship and national champion. Uh, you can find the brew party wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Spotify Google. Or just go to www.thebrewparty.com. Uh, Nick, thank you so much for having me, man. It was so great to finally meet it you. It's great to be on the show. I'll have to have you on my show sometime. But yeah, cool, anytime, cool. anytime you need a guest, man, just hit me up. I'm more than happy Yeah, thanks a so lot, man. Awesome. Thank you. Absolutely, right. man. Thank yeah. you.